podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Chaffin, along with Artemis Brower. Artie, do you recognize what, what episode this is? This is episode 50, the big 5-0. It's 5-0, baby. We're over the hill now. We're over, We're the, over the hill. 5-0. Uh, let's see. Mike Singletary. Um, David Robinson. How about that mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. The, those oh, are the Admiral. Guys. The Admiral, yes. Uh, two guys that wore the number 5-0 on, on their backs. So, and I mean, two honestly legends. Um, so, Artie, but real quick, how, how are you doing, man? Um, I'm all right, man. I'm doing all right. You know, it, just going with the motions, man. I feel like everything's kind of in, in slow mo. Just kind of going through the motions. Work. Need a. I, I need a vacation soon. To be honest with you, I'm. I'm like my brain is like discombobulated. Right. Yeah. 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 Man, I I, I feel you. I, it's been especially with the time change. I I vote that we as Pirate Nation just ignore the time change and and stop doing this. Yeah, I, I I'm tired of it. I can't do it. That's not really the time change for me. I it's an hour. Like I don't. That doesn't really affect me that much. But it, it's just throwing me off. Yeah, like, it kind of throwing me off my game for the past couple of days. Since, since I'm happy that the sun's out longer. Yeah, I am too. I uh I, I can go to the driving range and and hit some more balls. Yeah. Hit, you can stay till about seven o'clock now. Yeah. So, but good man. Um, not much has really happened since since the last time we talked. Um, yeah. re- really, the only thing that's happened is uh, ECU basketball season ended, and then ECU baseball stayed on Big a shocker. red hot streak. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. two things that we expected to happen, right? Right. Um, so I, I was trying to think of words to say about ECU basketball, and the the only thing I can really think of to say, Artie, is it was like a roller coaster ride. the The season was a roller coaster ride. You come out you're seven and one non-conference then you uh you you lose in conference i, I believe you lose two games in conference mm-hmm. then you come out of nowhere from the clouds and beat the number five team the number two seed in the ncaa tournament the houston cougars and then then you can't find anything else to do the rest of the year you, yeah. you have two nearly month-long breaks. I mean, it it almost felt like a roller coaster ride that you you don't want to get off, but you also think that you might puke. Um, it was like juice with no flavor. Juice with no like, flavor. It's like Kool Aid, but there's no sugar. What, that's, ex- your- that's exactly what it was. We had no juice. We just had, we had, we had no juice. We had no get up. Um, you know, after that second break, you could kind of tell the season was, was, was a wrap. And we, that's why I said it a couple weeks ago, you know, even in our last episode, I just felt like this team had kind of mentally packed it in. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it really mattered what they did on the floor because mentally they had packed it in. They had gone through these long, you know, extended periods of, of time off. Hadn't really had to, you know, had, had time to mesh and really get together and and kind of have the the kind of juice that you need to have to be able to compete and at and, and a high level and also be able to compete um, in, in an American athletic uh, tournament with a lot of good teams. So um, sad, like you said, a roller coaster ride. It absolutely was a roller coaster ride. It was up and down the entire season. We have a lot to build on. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be happy about. You know, this is still one of the better seasons we've had in a long time. Um, we got a signature win, not just a signature win, but a pro program defining 
marquee win that we can be able to brag about forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, but we are still building a program. That's just, that's just what it is at this point. We're still building a program. Um, we had opportunities to, to win games, to knock down shots. We couldn't do it. So hopefully, you know, I know there's going to be some turnover in the locker room, uh, but hopefully these guys can come back healthy is the number one thing because we need a healthy ball, ball club next year. And uh, hopefully we can make some noise in the American. But we knew this was going to happen. We knew we weren't going to come out and really compete. Um, and, and like I said, mentally, they had just packed it away. Yeah, I – man, I, I'm honestly like – I'm honestly just happy that, that it's over. We, we did yeah. what we could this year. It was an exhausting um, season. Yeah, exactly. It was. And at times, I honestly, with, with the two layoffs, it felt like at times that the the basketball season was over. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, oh, yeah, there, there's another sport going on. Especially after baseball started, it was like, oh, yeah, there's another sport going on. We got to. Oh, gotta, yeah. Once 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 baseball started, that was that was kind of, you know, you, you forgot about basketball. You did. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, it's been really tough. I mean. Hopefully, like like you said, there's going to be some there. There is going to be some roster turnover. Coach Joe Dooley and staff are bringing in some some pretty decent recruits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it we're going to be on the lookout for the next couple of weeks on who, which guys may be transferring out, which guys uh, might be getting cut or dismissed from the team. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks in Pirate Nation, especially. Um, Talking about talking about the the hard court and talking about basketball, um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how how it plays all plays well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Artie. I mean, we we just talked about cutting some guys from from ECU basketball. Now let, let's talk about uh cutting some of your your areas down there, cutting cutting some of the hairs from your uh, private teams. Okay, um, Artie. Let me tell you a little bit about Manscaped. All right. Never heard of them. Never heard of Manscaped. Never heard of Manscaped. What's it about? Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. All right? Mm. So, you know, COVID, spring break, it's right around the corner. Yes, you know it what is. That means? Spring break is in your pants. It's a party in your <laughs> pants, y'all. Manscaped is here to ensure that the party in your pants never stops. Talk to me about it. Even when... Carter Cruz wouldn't say no to this party in your pants. Wow. We went with the Carter Cruz reference. For everyone preparing for a pants party this spring break, I have an exclusive 20% off discount. Use code bone at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. All right. So uh, already that took a, that took a lot of cojones for a married man that name drop Carter Cruz. I like it. Hey, fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I reached out to Carter. I, I was like, "Hey, you want to come on the podcast?" And she never answered. So, um, yeah. Well, you know, she's at she, this point a list celebrity. I, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far, but no, no. Look, you gotta understand this generation. She's a porn star. She's an a list celebrity. No, she's but that's a DJ. that's she, that's she's a discussion. MC. She's a she's an MC. She's she's given up that other career. Yeah, we know what she's known for. That's a discussion for another day, though. We still uh, love to have Carter Cruz on the show. This is a family show, Artie. <laughs> no, no, I, I do know she's a DJ. I hear she's doing very well at it. Very, very well at it. Well, Manscaped is dedicated to helping your, you level up your full-body grooming game. 
The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid for formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you who need uh, are in need of a chest or ball shave. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can also adjust the settings to get the lengthy legs. So kind of like when you go to the barber and you're like, hey, can I get a three and fade it in? You can do the same thing with, with, with your uh, areas down there, okay? But you're, you're probably going to want to go lower than a three, okay? If, if, you're go if you're going down to a three, you probably got some problems. Just reference, this is not for – color people never go with the numbers. I just, I just want to say that that's, that's, a, that's a whole European thing when you go to the barber and you ask for a one, two, three, or a four, whatever it is y'all do. We talk about fades, hot top fade, low top fade. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, I get we, that. We actually name name drop the haircut that we want. It's not just now, yeah, Let me get that. Let me get that two and a half. But that. see, see, that's where I know when I go in, I'll say, yeah, can I get a three and a half? But I want to fade it in. Make that, it low and even with a with a with a side part on the on, it, on the left side. It, it, it's tapering it in. But already we can have that discussion another day. Right now, I need to talk about Manscaped. That they pay us to do this, okay? Back to Manscaped. Back to Manscaped. Uh, so you can adjust settings to get a lengthy like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Don't ruin any vibes this spring break or upcoming summer with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Be sure to use their crop cleanser body wash to keep your hair and skin feel feeling healthy and fresh. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, ball deodorant, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Already, I wore some of this out on the golf course Saturday. Like, I, I put this on my balls before we went out. Felt great. Felt fantastic. All day. The chafing cream? The chafing cream, of course. Okay. Okay. It, it feels like heaven, guys. You're going to love it. Your girl's going to love it. And whoever you pick up on spring break, they're going to love it. Hey. hey. Okay. So get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code bone at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with promo code bone at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code bone. Say aloha to your new beautiful balls this with manscaped. Do it. Yeah. But, Artie, um, if you use Manscaped, you're going to be red hot. But you know who else is red hot? I do know who else is red hot. Who else a, is red hot? A, a 13 and 2 red hot. Hell yeah, they are. ECU baseball is red hot. Are we, are we top 10? We we're are top, top 10, 10, right? Yeah. Artie, Artie if, you, if you would have checked the notes, you, you would have seen that we're top 10. No, I, 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 I was asking that. I, I knew we were top. We're number nine. I know that. I know that, Jared. I, 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 I'm just, I'm just joshing you, brother. So uh, ECU is 13 and two on the season, following a four and zero week against Duke, and then follow, also following a weekend sweep of the 49ers out of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. uh, ECU beat Duke 11 to five last week. Um, had a huge home run from Connor Norby. I mean, the dude is showing that he is a star. Ended up having three home runs on the week. Um, I mean, that home run, though, against Duke, that, that really helped the Pirates take control of the game. What, what, what did you think about that midweek matchup against Duke? 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of predicted it too. I mean, the bats were on fire. I, I knew that the bats were not going to, you know, they weren't going to stop swinging. They were, they were going to, they were going to stay hot. We were going to score a lot of runs. The thing was, we, you know, whether our bullpen was going to be able to match whether our defense and our outfielders and we're going to be able to match what our hitters can do. And they did. We beat them 11 to 5. We ended up, you know, sweeping Charlotte in a series that, you know, again, we were hitting lights out. Connor Norby is playing like a guy that should be playing for the Southside Bombers. I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there right now. Connor Norby is going to look real good in some black and white pinstripes. I mean, he, he plays playing on the south side he, of Chicago. He plays championship caliber baseball. That's why he should be playing in Atlanta. Ah, yeah, no. Atlanta's good. They got enough. They got enough. I mean, to be we honest, need, we, we, need, we don't need a second baseman anytime soon. Yeah, we need one more one more legit stud. But anyway, Connor Norby is playing lights out. He's playing unreal. Um, you followed out by the the pitching of Wizenhut. Um, I think they swept the American Honors yep. uh, this, this week. I saw that. Uh, so shouts out to them on on that. Uh, ECU is just they're playing at a clip that they should be playing at. This is what we expected. This is what we thought we were going to get from ECU baseball. We're sitting at thirteen and two. Um, I know we got a uh, in-state rival game coming up against uh, UNC Wilmington later on this week, and so that should be a pretty good matchup for us. And um, I'm I'm just excited, man. I, I'm excited to see how high we can climb in the rankings. Top five is is that that's that's the goal now. Can we become a top five team? It's kind of laughable at this point that they had us in, you know, 23rd, 24th, whatever I mean, it was to start the season. Baseball so, America had us not ranked to start the season and had UCF ranked. And now we're that, the only I mean, team in the conference that's ranked. It's just pure disrespect. Uh, you know, people, people know you either know baseball or you don't. That was just pure disrespect. So. I mean, I, I do want to give some shout outs, though. Uh, like you said, Connor Norby and Carson Wisenhut, they swept the weekly AAC honors. Connor Norby, he went seven for 17 in his four games this last week. He had three home runs, seven RBIs, and had a slugging percentage of 941. I mean, he is on a tear. I mean, that was a guy that coming into the season, we knew somebody was going to have to step in and take up, up for what Alec Burleson's uh, – the hole that Alec Burleson left when he, when he got drafted last year. Connor Norby has done a decent job of doing that. Um, he, he comes in and – Big situations and breaks the game open uh, to take an 8-5 lead against Duke uh, mm-hmm. last week, and then it, it was kind of lights out from there. Um, another guy, Carson Wisenhut, I believe he's – I'll have to go back. I'm pretty sure Carson Wisenhut is a freshman. I'm sure I'm going to get murdered online if, if I'm wrong for that. But, I mean, he struck out nine over seven scoreless innings. He's up to 36 strikeouts on the year. He's – 3-0 and on the season. I mean, dude is balling out there. And to have a guy that young be that good on the mound, it, that, that's what takes – that's what makes a championship caliber team, right? And then yeah. Jake Coochmaner, I mean, a guy that he, he's never really been on, in the Friday night role. He's always been that Saturday, Saturday day game starter. Uh, Coach Godwin, he said, hey – I think Jake Kuchmaner is going to have a good game this tonight. Starting him on Friday night, dude went five and a third innings with ten strikeouts, a career high. Gavin Williams comes in. I mean, you couldn't have any two polar opposite guys going back to back in in one game. Jake Kuchmaner, five eleven, like maybe one hundred and seventy five pounds, soaking wet, 
throwing <laughs> 89 miles per hour, and then you have a six six lefty coming in and busting 99 every pitch. You, you, that's that's the type of pitching and the type of versatility you have in in this roster and this lineup. Mm-hmm. And and it's really, I mean, outside of a couple of teams in the country, it's unmatched. Yeah, it, it is unmatched, and I am really excited for what these guys are going to do. And I mean. I really do think that, I mean, Gavin Williams and Connor Norby, um, they, those are two guys that may be uh, heading into the draft this year, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, well, I've already told you, he's going to be a Southside bomber. I've already told you. I, I wouldn't I, hold I, I, am, I am going. I am going to manifest that. It's going to happen. I mean, but <laughs> y'all also had a shot at Fernando Tatis Jr., but y'all traded him away. So. Hey, 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 we're not going to speak on this, Jared. We're not going to speak on that. It's okay. It's all right. When, when, I, I, when the Braves have good talent, they lock them up long term. You're right, and you guys just go to the playoffs and choke. I, I know. Hey, I, know the, the I know what the Braves do. We made it to the playoffs. Hold on now. Wild card. Okay. Anyway, I just <laughs> I just because we can do this all day. I just want to add that if you're counting the home and home against Duke, this is our fourth overall uh, series sweep on the season, um, and also ECU is three and one when the opponent scores first. And so that, you know, getting back to what you said, championship DNA, not only do we know how to blow teams out, not only do we know how to win with a lead, we know how to win when we are down. And that is the true definition of a championship team. Um, This is going to be a scary, scary baseball team in a couple months. They already are, but I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a team you're not going to want to see, especially if we're hosting a regional and we are gearing up towards that. So, I mean, if things go on the same trajectory that we're heading on now, I would be hard pressed to say that we're going to fall out of the top 10 or fall lower than nine. I right. Mean, if we keep on the same trajectory, there's going to be losses here and there. Right. I mean, exactly. That, it's baseball. That That's what happens, but there, there things will end up being good for, for EC baseball. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Artie. When I gave, when I gave my prediction of 45 and 11 earlier before the season started, I I was honestly, Kind of nervous. I I said like, I said to myself afterwards like, Jared, that that might have been a bad, a bad uh, bad take. But right now, I am I'm I'm excited about that. Well, we only got fifty two games though, right? Is I thought it was it's only fifty six. Fifty six. It was fifty six. Okay, yeah. okay. Math is hard. Okay, I thought it was fifty two. I'm kidding. Math is very hard. Uh, That's why just, I did not go to school for math. Yeah. So, I mean, forty five and eleven. I I think. I mean, you got you got some midweek games coming up against uh, Carolina. You got the game against UNCW. That's going to be a good game. They're always that's always a rivalry game. Um, that come that's on Wednesday night, St. Patrick's Day. I mean that that's going to be that's going to be a good game for for ECU and and then who do we have this weekend? I believe it's Indiana State. Uh, I'm not too uh, sure. You put me on the spot. I, I don't know. Am I right on that? Um. I should know this. I, I should have had it in the notes. But Illinois State, the Cardinals or the Red Bulls. You were close. You're side by side. Yeah, I, I was close. And then, uh, yeah, so UNCW this this week in Wilmington, the only game um, that we have against the Seahawks. And then um, just looking at it, we're, we're almost in conference play. I mean, conference play is only um, two weeks away. We got Illinois State this weekend. Then – at Carolina, then home against St. John's for the for another weekend series, and then home against Carolina, and then 
starts uh, conference play, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, and and then we'll uh, those are four game series, and the midweek games will be will be done from there. Right. And I mean that that'll take us all the way up to to like Memorial Day weekend for uh, for the conference tournament. And I mean, I I would be hard pressed to say that like I, I don't see EC losing a series. And I, I mean, it, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good time for us if we can get through uh, Carolina and get through the first part of the conference uh, season and, and not suffer many losses. We'll, we'll be, we'll be looking pretty um, going into going in the conference tournament towards the end. I of agree. The I agree. But uh, Artie, we, we want to send some congratulations out to friend of the podcast, Former interim chancellor Ron Mitchelson, uh, he he is officially retired from mm-hmm. his position, so he's no longer the chancellor of East Carolina University. ECU now now has a new chancellor, and uh, and the likes of Philip Rogers. Um, we've reached out to him. We're gonna work something out here soon and and get him on the podcast. Um, we've had Ron on the on the podcast. Dude's an awesome guy. Um, Philip Rogers. I, I like. I mean, he, he's a Greenville guy. I, I like what I've seen so far. Um, we hope to have him on sometime. Um, but yeah, that that's that's some ECU news. Just some stuff to kind of clear up. And then, Artie, you know what happens this week, right? Spring practice starts for football. So we're we're gearing up. We're gearing up. A whole new thing is about to start. Mm-hmm. So. Looking at it, what what is something that you want to get out of this uh, this spring practice this year? Who the hell do we have on the offensive line? That's really <laughs> the only thing I care about. Who who do we have on the offensive line? I I need to know that we got some studs on 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 the O line. I know our specialty players. I know our quarterback. Um, I know defensively we're going to strive to get better. Um, but the O line for me is that's that's Plan A. And then it's plan, you know, it's plan. You got one A and one B, and it's O line back to back. And then you focus on everything else. In my, in my personal opinion, the O line was atrocious, and I love all those guys. Um, but that's that's just something we got to figure out. I'm really excited to see how that dynamic is going to work in the spring. And then obviously um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we got some ball hogs on the defensive side of the ball, but we don't really have any, you know, country country bred farm farm boys up front to really get a strong, real strong push or a marquee guy that is, is, a, is a terror on the line or, 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 or a marquee middle linebacker. So I'm really excited to see the guys in the trenches. I, I, everybody wants to talk about specialty players, receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, corner safeties. I don't really care about none of that. I, I want to see the guys in the trenches. You know, this, that's really my main focus in spring ball coming up. Yeah, I, I, I think so. You're going to have to find some guys that will um, really – take over i mean the the main position that that we need to focus on i mean it's it's offensive tackle um you you got some guys that are pretty well established um i mean you got fernando fry sean bailey avery jones coming back but uh i mean it's it's you're not going to be able to run out bailey malovic every uh every week um i'm hoping maybe a guy like justin chase uh Mm -hmm. nc state transfer can take over um yeah you're, you're gonna have some big guys up there but i think finally getting some uh 
some experience and finally having some guys that have kind of the green is worn off from behind their ears and, and they're finally being able to make a name for themselves. I think, I think that'll be, I think that'll be big for, for ECU. I mean, um, that, that, that's what we really need. I mean, that, that's exactly what we need. Um, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Um, there's some other things that, I mean, need to, need to happen. I mean, you got some guys changing positions also. I mean, you're looking at it, uh, Demetrius Mooney. I mean, he's going to, he's going to start at linebacker this year, like former running back switching over to a linebacker on to play the other side of the ball. I mean, that, I mean, that could be, a that that's what ECU has been known for the past couple of years, taking a guy that has played offense all of his career and then throwing him on the defensive side of the ball and him becoming a, a pretty good. Uh, well, I was, I was, I was just going to say that defender. that might be his more natural position. Though. I mean, uh, most of these guys were Ironman football players oh, yeah. in high school. They, they were two way guys. So that might be his more natural position. The coaches don't do, do anything by chance or anything just off of a whim. They did it because they see him, possibly being really good at it so um i'm excited to see that though i really am yeah so am i i mean it's you, you got you got some um you got some skill that's going to be on on that side of the ball and then of course you got guys like warren Saber. i mean mm-hmm. playing safety and i, I mean that guy I, that guy's just a, a blast to talk to and he is, um, I, I, I really i really like warren and once he graduates what we told him we'll have him on the podcast i know he'll come on He's interacted with us so much. Um, so, yeah, Warren, I mean, if I, had to, if I had to say one guy on the team is my favorite player, it's Warren Sable. Warren Sable, okay. All right. Well, Artie, uh, it's back, all right. So, uh, Sup Dogs is back in the running. Mm-hmm. Number one seed after they disrespected us last year after winning the whole damn thing and gave us, like, the three seed. Hey, don't just say number one. We are the number one overall. Not just the number one seed. We're the number one overall seed. Hey, I'm we, just we, we run the damn thing. I'm just telling you. Last year they gave us a, like a three seed after we won the whole damn thing the year before, and we went back to back on them. You got to come through Greenville, baby. We went back to back, and I was charged up. How, how about that? How about that? You, you like that? You like that, Artie? All right. Um, so, guys, do the do us a favor. Tweet hashtag. Best bar sup dogs. All right. Tweet Do that it like a thousand times. There will be a link. There will be a link in our in the show notes for, for this episode. All you have to do is click that link and hit tweet. All right. Mm-hmm. It'll have the it'll have the hashtag ready for you. Do that when you listen to this, when you hear this. Please do that. Help help out sup dogs. They help us out. We're we're huge fans. If you're a listener of the podcast, you know we're huge fans. Huge. Oh, sub dogs. Huge. Already, uh, I wish I could be there right now, to be honest with you. I yeah, can use you, some sub dogs. I'm starving. You and me both. Hopefully, uh, when the spring game comes around, you and I will be down there covering it. And Absolutely. We'll, we'll head over to sub dogs. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. Sounds like something I need. Yeah, it does. So, Artie, do you have a walk to plank? You know I don't have no damn walk to plank, <laughs> Look, man, sports this week has kind of been boring, to be honest with you. Nothing uh, really yeah. that exciting has happened. Uh, the only one that I would say, the one that I had was, uh, what's this guy's name? Steve Sands. Is that this guy's mm-hmm. name? Uh, yeah, yeah, Steve Sands. Um, so 
Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas, we had him walk the plank a couple weeks ago. Um, but Steve Sands, he he started interviewing Justin Thomas after he won the Players' Championship over this past weekend at TPC Sawgrass. And um, a lot of people were kind of getting after uh, Steve Sands. I mean, it, it, the way he went about this interview, it wasn't very – I don't know. It, it was just kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't talk about Justin's uh, win or anything else. All, the only things he really talked about was he asked him like four questions about Tiger, which we all know, like, yeah, what's happened to Tiger, it sucks. But like this guy just won like one of the biggest tournaments right. on the year. You, you shouldn't really be asking him about a, a player that's not even there. Yeah. And then, so Justin's having to like get around those questions, which Justin's a good friend, good friends with Tiger. And mm-hmm. Um, at one point he was like, you, I, I mean, I'd rub it in his face. Like if he was here or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then Justin Thomas's, uh, grandfather recently passed away. Um, that was the last question he asked was about his grandfather. And it, it was a question that the way he asked it, it, it purposefully made him cry. Like it, like it was, it was a tough question to ask. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. It, it just the, it was a bad interview. Steve those Sands are, walked the damn plank. Those are the kind of questions that you ask in like a sit down one on one personal interview that you're doing for like a, a sports center special. You know what I mean? You don't you don't ask some, a player something like that right after one of the biggest wins in his career, or really after any tournament. Um, just inappropriate. So I, I I agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he brought up uh, Thomas's grandfather, who sadly passed away earlier this year, which immediately caused an emotional reaction from the Players Championship winner. I mean, it didn't. Justin Thomas even said like he it didn't like sit well with him. Mm-hmm. He he asked him after the interview. He was like, "You had to do that to me, right? Didn't you?" And Thomas wasn't the only one who was disappointed with Sand. Sorry, I'm reading from from an article. Um, for bringing up the passing of Thomas's grandfather with multiple golf fans flooding comments on the PGA Tours Instagram video. Like, people are saying, like, maybe don't ask this guy a question to, to purposefully make him cry. Like, guy just won the mask, the players. Mm-hmm. Leave the saddest part of his life out of it. Like, you can – it's just – don't do that. Like, let a guy enjoy his moment and and get on with, get on with your day. I mean, you, you don't have you don't have to you don't always have to be fishing for a story. Ask that, yeah, ask professional questions. Don't ask always ask personal questions. I mean, we I mean we don't we're never fishing for a story. If we want to talk about something, we'll talk. We'll ask you a question. It may be a hard question, but we're not we're not fishing for a story. Yeah, or or we'll let you kind of lead into something personal. And yeah, then we'll go from there. Yeah, like it's whatever. Just lead. That that's what I mean. We've had all, so much of this stuff going on, with, I mean, especially Artie. Did you watch the uh, the interview with Oprah and and the 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 Prince Harry and, and yeah. Meghan Markle interview? Yeah. I've only seen about ten minutes of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. I do want to watch it though. It save yourself an hour and a half and don't watch it. I, it's, it's not like, it's not worth the watch. I mean, I watched it and I was like. The whole thing I got out of it was like these people are just like, I mean, it, some of the things are terrible that were, were said. Don't get me wrong. If, if things are 
really that way, those things are terrible. But I was just like, this whole interview is for the birds. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I can tell you what, what it's about. I kind of know what it's about, you know, but. Yeah, exactly. But let's go to a, let's go to a happier subject. All right. <laughs> March Madness is here. We got it, baby. Guys, I want, I want all of you to go right now. If you're driving, pull over, pull over to the side of the car, put side of the road, put your blinkers on right now. Are you pulled over? Okay. So I want you to go to to our tweet. On, we'll, we'll retweet it again, and we want you to sign up for our March Madness tournament. Yes. Our tournament challenge. It's through ESPN. You get one entry, okay? And all you have to do is enter and follow us on Twitter. And if you win, Artie and I are going to send you, courtesy of the Boneyard Podcast, a $50 Sup Dogs gift card. Okay. That's a lot of money of subs. You can go a long way with fifty dollars of sub dogs. Hell, if you and we also said on there, if you win, we might have you on as a guest if you're down. How's that sound? We can talk ECU with you. Mm-hmm. So go on there. Here's your chance to become a guest and a friend of the podcast, a true friend of the podcast. You're already a friend, but become a best friend. No, this is just best bracket, right? They don't have to actually predict all the games. They just have to have the best bracket. Yeah, yeah. At just the end best of, bracket, right? It's like when, you, when you're when you in a pool, same thing. All right? Go in there, sign up. You can search Boneyard Podcast ECU in, in ESPN's Tournament Challenge. I've already put mine up. Uh, they'll, they'll release, like, the day before or the day of the game starting. Mm-hmm. You'll see who, who, we, who we say we think we're, is going to win. But Artie and I, we're actually we're going to go through it right now. Yes. I'm so excited for this. You have no idea how excited. It's been two years since I've had some March Madness. I cannot wait. I'm going to make at least 10 brackets. At least 10. I, I made two earlier. It's going to be a I, lot. I'm I making got, a lot this year. I got, I got two different winners in both of mine. But our, our thing, we, you only get one. You only get one bracket. So make it right. All right? Make it right. But, Artie, what is the biggest upset you expect to see? Biggest upset that I expect to see. I've actually I got two. Okay. I've got two. And 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 both of these are, are home ties. One is Greensboro, one is Chicago. Okay. So I, I know where you're going with this. My my first one is definitely gonna be UNCG over Florida State. I I I I think I think the uh, I think the Spartans pulled that off. They're a very, very good program. They've been a good basketball program for the last the better part of the last decade now. Um, they get slept on. They win the Southern Conference, I think, almost every year now t- to this point. Um, I think they've been in the tournament uh, three straight years now. Um, UNCG is a very, very good program. I've actually never been to a UNCG basketball game. I've lived in Greensboro most of my life and never been to a UNCG basketball game. Um, but they do play Florida State in their opening round matchup. And I think the Spartans pull off that upset. Not saying that they get to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, but I think they get past round one. I think they beat the Seminoles in Florida State. And then my second upset, let's see where it's at. I've got Loyola Chicago over Georgia Tech. You know, I, I tossed and turned with that one, um, the Loyola Chicago. And actually, I have Loyola over Georgia Tech. But another, the one that I have. And I guess that's not really an upset because Loyola is an eight seed. Yeah, no, it's not really an up, upset. Mine. I just not saw that. Mine. 
a 12-5 upset, take it to the bank, Winthrop over Villanova. No. I'm calling no. it. No. Speaking it to, into existence. No. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Over Nova? Over Nova. Ah, I can't rock with you on that one. I can't rock with you on that one. Hey, I could be completely wrong, but that that's the no, you that's, are wrong, but that's the upset I'm going with. I like it though. I like it. Go go look, go go big or go home. I like I mean, it. Out out of all the twelve five matchups, which is historically the one that is like the big upset game, right? Uh, another one to look is is an eleven uh an eleven three. Actually, you know what? I don't think they actually face now, now that I look at it. I thought it was a Syracuse-West Virginia matchup, but that's two different teams. Syracuse actually plays San Diego State, which I think Syracuse probably even win that game. I got San Diego State winning that game. And then uh, what else What else we got? Who you, who you got? Who you got making? What's your final four? Give me a my, final four. My final four. So I've got – I'll give you – I'm not going to – I'll go – let me go back and I'll go to the one that I uh, – my other bracket that I have, Okay. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal everything that I've got that's going into the one that we've got with uh with our listeners. All right, I like it. Uh, so going back to this one, I I've got uh here I've got UNCG with the upset over Florida mm-hmm. State. I've also got Georgetown beating Colorado. So okay, <laughs> I mean two upsets in the same bracket. Big East um, champions right there, Georgetown. So that, that's what I got. Um, I've also, I believe, in one of my brackets, I have Wichita, whoever the winner of Wichita Drake is, I have them beating USC. Beating SC? Okay. Um, that, that's in one of my brackets. So my final four, my final four in the bracket that's not our, uh, our bracket with our, our listeners, I have Iowa, mm. Michigan, Ohio State. Oh, come on. And Houston. You. You. I was with you till you said Ohio State. I was I was with you. I mean Ohio State's a two seed. They are look, they're they're they're, they're a good team this year. They're a very good team. They beat my boys a couple of times. Literally, I ha- I have all the one and twos from each bracket making it to the making it to the Elite Eight. And I have a uh I have Iowa beating Gonzaga, Michigan. I was, beating, about, I was about to say it's, it's interesting that you don't have the Zags in there. That's very interesting. Then I I have Michigan beating Alabama. Okay. Ohio State beating Baylor, and Houston beating Illinois. See, I I couldn't go all Big Ten. Yeah, I. I couldn't go all Big Ten. Look, Michigan's coming out the East. I'm yeah. telling you that right now. Michigan's I mean, coming out the East. In my 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 championship game in that. And that bracket is Michigan Houston, and then I, which is, if you remember correctly, that was a, that was a huge game, a very good game, uh, mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago, Michigan, Houston in the Sweet Sixteen, where Michigan won, I believe, on a buzzer beater or in overtime. I remember you and me, Artie, we were sitting in a, I think you and I were in a bar, uh, mm-hmm. down at Emerald Isle. We were at the E Club. I remember that. Yeah, and watching that game. Yeah, excellent game. Uh, Houston, and then I have Houston winning the whole damn thing. So mine, mine's definitely a little different. 
give me the Zags out the West. I don't see anybody. I'm looking at the West bracket. Um, I really don't even see Iowa giving them that much of a scare. I think I think the Zags are going to get to the final. Man, Luke, Luke Garza, Luke Garza is the is the real deal. He's the real deal, but you know, I've, I've actually seen the Zags play, and I, I know their conference isn't as strong as others, but this is the best Gonzaga team maybe ever. And Gonzaga is always in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Um, so give me the Zags out the West. Give me Michigan out the East. That's easy money. Um, the South is a little different. I think North Carolina makes it to the Elite Eight. Fuck no. I think, no. I think, I think, look. No shot. This is, this is, this is how March Madness happens. You have to have a blue blood make it to the no Elite Eight. No shot. You're going you're gonna to have I, one blue blood. No shot. Have I, have, I have Carolina out in the round of 64 in both my brackets. They, they very well could be, but this isn't your bracket. This is mine. Yeah, okay. I've got I've no got Carolina shot. I've got Carolina no against uh against Baylor. Well, they'll probably see each other. So Carolina, I got Carolina beating Baylor. Hell, I, I don't have an ACC on. team in the Sweet Sixteen. And I will take I will actually take Ohio State over Carolina. So give me Ohio State, give me Michigan, give me Gonzaga, and then give me Illinois. I'm going I'm going mostly Big Ten. I mean the Big, Ten, Big Ten. Big Ten stack this year. I just that that's that's realistically that's what I see. Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. That's my final four. <laughs> that's my that's 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 it for me. Now now a uh, 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 dream scenario would be I'd love to see Loyola make it back to another final four. That's hometown. They've they've been a good program the last couple of years. I don't see it happening though. Um I'd love to see Nova get back. I'm low-key a Nova fan. I'd love to see Nova get back there. Michigan, obviously. And then um, who in the West that I could see possibly beating Gonzaga? Yeah, no, it's still Gonzaga. There, there's, there's nobody in the West that can beat Gonzaga. All right. If I'm looking at this bracket right, there's, no, there's nobody so, in the West that so can So who beat wins Gonzaga. it all, Gonzaga? No, man. Them boys from Ann Arbor. Come on now. I'm gonna be biased all day. Them boys from Ann Arbor are taking the chip. We've been denied. We've we've made we've made it to two national championships in the last six or seven years. We've been denied. We're, we're bringing it home. We're bringing one home to Ann Arbor. All righty, all righty. And so your biggest Cinderella? I've got I've got UNCG as in one of mine. You, you UNCG would probably be my biggest Cinderella. I think UNCG can upset a lot of people. Uh, I think you. I have in one of my brackets. I have UNCG at, in the Sweet Sixteen. I could I could very well see UNCG make it to the Sweet 16, but I think their road ends there. And if it happens, we we will become a UNCG podcast for two weeks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We live here. We got to. Yeah. All right. Well, Artie, anything else before we wrap it up? Um, I just want to reiterate what you said. Uh, big big congratulations to uh, Dr. Philip Rogers, our new chancellor at East Carolina. He's only the 12th chancellor in the history of East Carolina. So uh, wish him all the best. Wish his family all the best. Um, I know he's going to be great for us. He's also our youngest chancellor ever. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he'll bring some youthful uh, exuberance to the to the university and uh, wish him all the best. And, uh, you know, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, Pirate Nation. Until next week. Yeah. All right. Well, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your butts. All right, um, and uh, we out. You ended, that, you ended that very sadly, Jared. Why did you end that so sad? You could have been a little happier. Jeez. We out.